A different approach this week in selecting songs by Australian groups from the 1975 compilation LP, So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star, Volume 1, released on the festival label. Songs like the snippet we heard in the introduction by the great Black Diamonds, See the Way. Of course, the liner notes for the LP were written by Glenn A. Baker. When you stop and think about this, it was fairly ambitious to produce a retrospective double LP so relatively close in time to the actual period being covered, which was 1964 to 66. As mentioned in the notes, the LP was certainly inspired by the Nuggets LP series. The liner notes present somewhat of a challenge, written as they were in Glenn's style of 1975. Whilst I'm not into retrospective criticism, I would say that the passing of time may see the notes being written in a different tone. For all of that, the focus as always is on the music. There are 32 tracks on the LP. For this episode, I've chosen 10 of the less successful, that's in chart terms. The double LP was divided into two parts, the stars and the punks. Most of the tracks come from the punks side, although three tracks do come from the Stars record. As mentioned earlier, this is a festival release, and as such only includes tracks released through festival and its associated labels. This incorporates many of the classic Australian group recordings from 1964 to 66, but is by definition exclusive. We'll gather some of the other classic releases from various other labels in a later episode. Let's kick the music off with the Amazons, and... Ain't that loving you, baby? Ain't that loving you, baby? Come on, ain't that loving you, baby? 
Paint That Loving You Baby, released on the Leiden label in January of 1966, failed to chart, and it turned out to be the Amazons' only release. The Amazons comprised Chris and Daly Carroll, sons of a Sydney booking agency manager, but also contained two musicians-singers who were to progress in the music industry. Harry Bruce was a significant member of several bands, including Copperwine and Blackfeather, whilst Johnny Cave became William Shakespeare and was, in Glen A. Baker's words of 1975, heading for international stardom. The law curtailed that aspiration. The song Ain't That Loving You Baby is wrongly credited on the label, both originally and on the compilation to Malone. It was written and first performed by the influential Chicago bluesman Jimmy Reed. Don't ask me why. Chris Hall and the Torquies. Ask Me Why saw release in May of 1966 on the Spin label for the band that was built around the Hall brothers, Chris and Greg. Actually, built around is not the best term, because Sydney promoter-manager John Harrigan of Surf City fame teamed the brothers with Sydney instrumental group The Torquies. Again, this was a band's only release, but this one is distinguished by the fact that the A-side is an Australian composition by Chris Hall. Actually, the B-side is credited to Jacobson, presumably one of the trio, either Cole, Kevin or Keith. I have a copy of this rare 45 and can attest to anyone wondering. The A-side is definitely the winner. It should have been a hit, but sunk in the avalanche of 45 record releases at the time. What a great scenario. 13 women and only one man in town. 
Marty Rowan and the Soul Agents. Thirteen Women was the third of nine 45s that Marty Rowan released on Spin in the 60s, and the first of two with the backing of the Soul Agents. That is quite a significant 60s career for Marty Rowan, who was to achieve even greater success in the mid-70s with Denim and Lace and other hits on the M7 label. Sydney band The Soul Agents recorded one impossibly rare 45 on the short-lived Down Under label in a down-and-dirty blues style, which is actually just fantastic. It should have been on the LP. The song, 13 Women, is a bizarre satire on the aftermath of a nuclear explosion. That's how the one man lands in the town with 13 women. It was written in 1954, shortly after the Bikini Atoll explosion in the Pacific, and first recorded by Bill Haley and the Comets, apparently at the same session as Rock Around the Clock, 
A satire on a nuclear explosion can only be topped by a song titled She's a Yum Yum, The Vince Maloney Sect. This was the Vince Maloney Sex First 45, released on the Commotion label in March of 1966. The band was put together by Vince after he left the original Aztecs, and after the short-lived Vince and Tony duo with fellow ex-Aztec Tony Barber. The song was written by Dallas Frazier and surprisingly first performed in 1965 by Charlie Rich. Whilst the Vince Maloney sex version has a fuller band sound, stylistically the two versions are quite similar. There was to be one more 45 and one EP for the Vince Maloney sect before Vince left for England and became a BG. Amazingly, as I write this podcast, Vince Maloney has just released new music as a member of the band Tall Poppy Syndrome. The song is called Come Some Christmas Eve. As BG's tragics would know, this is an obscure track written by Robin Gibb that has nothing to do with Christmas. It's an excellent rendition and can be located on Bandcamp. And now the second 45 on the Leeton label for the band that had its origins in Newcastle's surf band, The Four Strangers. The Sunsets with When I Found You. i 
affection I found that girl My dreams come true I found that girl When I found you Sparkling eyes Long hair Softly silky And when they kiss Her lips almost melt me Whilst When I Found You was in the classic beat style of the era, the Sunsets were to become the innovators of then-contemporary surf music, especially on the soundtracks to the surf movies A Life in the Sun and Hot Generation. A little later, the Sunsets were to morph into Tam and Shud and again update the surf music genre. When I Found You was an Australian composition written by Lindsay Begere, a constant presence in the bands just named. A band from Lithgow now, the Black Diamonds, and the classic See The Way. with that 
guy You know it makes me just feel like dying Now look, see the way, see the way, see the way he's kissing her Now look, see the way, see the way, see the way he's kissing her Yes, now look, see the way, see the way, see the way he's kissing her Released on the festival label in November of 1966, See the Way was the first of two 45s for the Black Diamonds, who took their name from the coal mining industry in their hometown of Lithgow. An actual copy of this first 45 is almost an impossible dream, but it has been anthologised on many compilation CDs. After a second 45, the band changed their name to Timepiece and moved to Sydney. The band also recorded as The Love Machine, and at one time had 45s on the charts, under both names. What a great name for a mid-60s band, The Lost Souls, with the epic This Life of Mine. Sadly, that piece of brilliance was the only 45 for the Lost Souls, who were a Melbourne band, which won the 1966 Radio 3AK Starseeker competition. 
the prize for which was a recording contract and television appearances. This Life of Mine, released on the Sunshine label, is a mature piece of songwriting credited to the whole band. Robbie Wolf, Bill Putt, Terry Paul, Les Wilkins and Brian Corr. Bill Putt, who moved on to Ariel, was the only band member to pursue a career in the music industry. The A sound now with track 8, Tomorrow I Meet You. Doug Parkinson fans would know that he was the lead singer of the A Sound. I know, I know. This first recording released on Festival sounds nothing like Doug's other recordings. Doug actually formed the group in high school as a folk group with David Lee and Sid and Helen Barnes, son and daughter of Australian cricketing great Sid Barnes. Apparently, Sydney DJs took a dislike to the tune and it sunk without a trace. Of course, Doug Parkinson went on to a vast catalogue of musical adventures, including playing the Big Bopper in the original Australian production of Buddy. Track 9 also sank without a trace, but not over quality concerns. A Sydney radio station owned by the Catholic Church banned it because it believed that the band's name was sacrilegious. Kevin Bible and the Book with Rockin' Pneumonia. Peace. 
released on the rare Down Under label. It was a classic piece of beat-era bluesy rock, which sold very, very few copies after the ban by 2SM. Of course, 2SM was infamous for banning song titles. Normie Rose, It Ain't Necessarily So, got the no-play treatment, as did the Rolling Stones, Let's Spend the Night Together. I believe, though, that Kevin Bible and the book was the only band banned because of its name. The band comprised Dennis Wilson, John Cobb, Russell Barnsley and Mike Katrupi. Dennis Wilson was once again the only member who continued in the music industry, being a member of such bands as Mecca and Carvis Jute. Not Davey now, but Jimmy. Jimmy Crockett and the Shanes. Loving Touch. Runners-up in the 1965 Battle of the Bands, Jimmy Crockett and the Shanes landed a recording contract with Festival and £50. On stage, the band appeared in 1920s era Prohibition-type gear, a la Al Capone. Again, Loving Touch was the band's only release. The songwriting is credited to Kipner, Nat I'm guessing. The Shanes were Brian Burns, Greg Markin, Ben Hay and Fred Leapsom. At that point, we bring this first episode, Unpacking So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star, Volume 1, to a close. Ten tracks of consistently good quality, but most of which sank without trace, with a couple of exceptions. Members of some of the groups went on to fame and fortune in other musical endeavours. For most, though, their life's journey took them in other directions. A preview of the next episode. I once 
Drag me down. 